So her name is uh, Kanae Tanaka. Uh, and she was born a year before the Russo-Japanese War. Jesus Christ. In 1903. How old was she in World War One then? She, she, was, she was like 18. Uh, yeah, she was an adult, yeah. Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch. I'm my co-host. Alex. And today, we're doing a couple things differently. We're actually on Twitch today. Wow. Yeah. For the first time. For the first time ever. Show 131, I think we're on right now. Show 131, we're finally going to try this Twitch thing. I've never used Twitch, actually. Have you ever seen anything on Twitch? No. Well, I think maybe somebody sent me a link once, but I didn't click on it. <laughs> so Twitch has uh, a notorious, the gaming community has been notorious for being half really, really good, genuine people mm -hmm. and like trolls. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, makes sense. So I hope that we get the, the good, genuine people that come and hang out with us on our channel. If you guys have never uh, seen this show before or listened to our podcast, we basically, we go through the news, we talk about Japanese stuff. It's basically a Japan show. Mm -hmm. um, my I'm my my name is Mitch and I live in Japan. Run two companies. Alex live in Japan. Live in Japan. Work in tourism. Travel and tourism. Have your own company as well. Yep. Doing we just do the do the Japan life. There's another person that comes on on alternating weeks named Natsuki. She uh, she's Japanese. She's a professional here. We talk about lots of stuff. It's all in English. Yeah. So today we're gonna start off our show with a immemorial. Go for it, Josh. So, oh. that's the shittiest font. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, uh, this guy named Ricky we hired to work at uh, in my English school. I have two businesses. I have an English school and a production company. And uh, we hired him to work with us uh, uh, to, uh, in 2000, at the end of 2020. That's right. That's right. And uh, he's the, the best guy in the world, Mr. Ricardo. And, uh, he, uh, he got his okay permission to land and everything uh, a year ago. Due to the uh, amazing government here, he has been waiting to enter the country for how long now? 13 months. And this month is. Hey guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Japan. Right? Japan. It's right. a, not really God. I've never forgotten. Ricky, we love you. I miss you. He's not dead, just to he's not dead. clarify. He's, he's just not taking a job in Japan. Yeah, he's, he quit our company because he's like, I can't keep waiting forever to come to Japan. Yeah. Uh, he had some colorful language for the uh, administration of this country as well. Wow. Uh, and so I want to start off today with talking about the incredibly terrible economic impact of these stupid uh, immigration policies that they have. Yeah. Which is not, it didn't prevent Omicron from coming here. Well, that's true. Omicron's here, guys. Thanks, America. Thank, thanks, <laughs> thanks, U.S. military US bases military, yeah. that are not at all shut. And also all the Japanese people that are still coming Just in and out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only people that are denied entry are foreign people who are seeking work visas. Yeah, because they can, you know, got different DNA that carries viruses. Yeah, because the, the virus goes, <laughs> let me see your passport. Yeah. Is it red? Does it say Japan on it? Then you're, you're good. 
Well, if they shut the borders for everybody and didn't let anybody go in and out, you could kind of understand it, I suppose. It would make but, sense, right? Yeah, yeah. But just shutting it out for foreign people that live here or foreign people that want to come in. And uh, there's a lot of news articles about this recently, like uh, all the, the Japanese language schools that they have in Japan. And we, we have one here locally. They have several in, in Tokyo. Uh, basically, they can't get students. Yeah, yeah. Um, for two years, the, the borders have been shut. And so they have no students. And in fact, it's even worse than that because some of the students have already paid their tuition and then were denied entry. Right, I see. And yeah. so they're just... And then, you know, if you're... Depending on what country you're coming from, some of these people are coming from very, very third world countries. Mm-hmm. And to pay a year or two years worth of tuition to a Japanese school and to pay for your airplane ticket and everything, that probably run you broke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people probably had the intention of paying for everything, coming into the country, getting a part-time job, and then surviving that way. Mm. But they are just like, and a lot of these people are not get, getting refunds. They're just denied entry. It's it's a ridiculous, irresponsible, and I mean that in the, no one in the government is wanting to take responsibility for making a program. Mm. So their mm. solution is sakoku. Just like isolation. Isolation program, yeah. It's, it's terrible. And so you just look at my one company, right? We were planning on this teacher coming in a year ago. And uh, you know, for a year, the students have been being taught by him online. And they've been tolerating that. They want an in-person teacher. And then here we are 13 months later, and the teacher says, screw it, I'm leaving, goodbye. Mm. I mean, that's just one case. There's probably hundreds of thousands of these cases. In a country that has a shortage of workers, by the way. Mm. Um, and just, just think about this, Kashida. Prime Minister Kashida, just think about... Is that his name? I hate him. Um, <laughs> just think about this. Ricky was educated for you know 12 years in primary education in Canada. He went to four years of university and graduated. And all of that was paid for without Japanese money. Mm-hmm. And if he immigrated here, Japan inherits all that education and experience. Mm. And he pays taxes. And all to do what? To prevent Omicron from coming into the country, which it's here, and there's a thousand cases in Tokyo now. Yeah. Great job. No, it's not good. Before we get to your more uh, exciting and, and, and serious news, uh, I want to say, Josh, thanks for doing the show last week. Kind of bailed last minute. Stuff came up. What happened to you? It, I just ran out of time in my schedule to do everything that so I was just like, hey, so you, vague. I was like, hey, can you guys take over? And he was like, okay. And it was the best show. You guys go watch show one thirty. It's like two people. It's Natsuki and, and Josh. And they're like, they like read a news article, and they're like, Natsuki, do you have any opinions about this? No. Do you, Josh? No. Okay. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed watching that. It was actually really. Why cool. didn't you have any opinions about it? I think most of the stories, Josh was just like, I don't know what's going on in this story. Like she doesn't have the background, so wow. But but wow. we got comments on the YouTube uh, video. It's like Josh comes in front of the camera. If you guys yeah. don't know this, Josh is always behind the camera. He's always operating everything. He's he's the you know directing everything. So mm. that time he was in front of the camera. So thanks for doing that, Josh. Appreciate that. Thanks, Josh. All right, let's get to the news. All right, so we've got a uh, first story. Is uh, twelve thousand people sign a petition to ease Japan's tight entry rules over Omicron, which Mitch was just talking about. Uh, there's been an online petition demanding that Japan ease its tight entry rules to prevent the spread of uh, Omicron uh, variant of the coronavirus, which has been submitted to the foreign ministry on Thursday. And 12,000 people have signed that, apparently. Um, so, you know, people have been banned from coming into the country since November 30th last year. Yeah, but um, even before that. But even before that yeah. as well, there's been tough restrictions, right? Yeah, they weren't, like, they weren't giving visas to anybody, basically. Yeah, so. so even spouses and children of Japanese nationals and permanent residents have been denied unless they had special exceptional circumstances. But it's been very, very difficult to go in and out. And, you know, I've cancelled trips to the UK because of this. Um, haven't been able to go back and see family. Uh, I've got permanent residency, mm. so I could technically go in and out. 
the uncertainty of coming back into the country. Yeah, they might change their mind and get yeah. even stupider. Yeah, you know? and then my workplace is going to say, you know. Right. But here's the thing. It's like, look, if I get it, they want to be cautious. Mm -hmm. I, I'm all for it. Don't be like America and just be like, you know, say la vie about a pandemic. Okay, that's not the right way to do it. But they, they could do it. They can make a system, you know, you know, charter out some hotels, maybe mm. in the points of entry, have them sit there for three weeks. I don't care. I'll pay for it. You mm. give me, if I'm getting a teacher out of this, I'll pay for everything that we, you know, through the quarantine per, uh, pro, uh, process. Mm. Have a fucking system. Yeah. They don't well, have a system. Well, there's no system. There's no roadmap. No. So this is the problem. And the World Health, or, <clears throat> excuse me, the World Health Organization has also said that these measures are, are, you know, discriminatory. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not in place for Japanese people. Yeah. Like, like we were saying before, if Japanese people were banned too, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know yeah all right let's go to the next one all here right. we go so we have a labor shortage here in japan um and this current this news story um uh that from usecannews.com uh they're talking about how some japanese so if you guys don't know this a long long time ago a bunch of japanese people left the motherland to go to brazil to make kind of like a quick buck and come back or make a new life for themselves or whatever mm -hmm. and so in brazil there's this huge japanese population yeah. actually in south america South America, there's lots. Yeah, Peru, places like that. Yeah, and so um, anyway, so a lot of Japanese factories are looking for labor, and I don't know why they're doing this, but they're looking. Some of it's for simplicity of immigration and other things, but some Japanese firms are looking to employ. They're called Nikkeijin, the mm. Japanese descendants that are living in South America. They either speak per, uh, Portuguese or Spanish, and they're looking to recruit them to work in factories back in the motherland. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, they've done this before, actually, in Nagoya, places yeah. like that, um, to bring in Brazilian, you know, former Japanese people, Nikkeijin. Yeah. Um, and it's never worked out. Yeah. Because the culture is so different. Yeah. Just because they've got Japanese DNA yeah. doesn't mean that they're Japanese people anymore. Easiest way to think about this is if you say, if you say, if you say a Japanese person's like a, I don't know, like a, a computer, a Sony, a Sony computer, mm -hmm. right? The, that's just the shell. The yeah. software is what really makes a person Japanese or not, right? Mm hmm. And so if you live in, in Brazil and you've been there for like six generations, you're not Japanese anymore. You That's have true. Brazilian, you know, culture and heritage at that point, right? Mm. So good luck, guys. Yeah. I mean, it led to kind of ghettoization a little bit in kind of Nagoya and places like that. Yeah. Um, you know, cultural differences, neighborhood associations causing, you know, arguments with residents and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not worked in the past. Why would it work now? I mean, I'm, I'm Nikkeijin. Um, I'm a quarter Japanese. That's how I was able to do all the things that I'm doing in Japan because I got the, what's called it, cheater mode visa back in the day. <laughs> cheater mode visa. Uh, it's like, oh, you're the son of a Japanese national? Here's some visas for you. That's how it used to work. Now they don't let anybody in because they're assholes. But um, yeah, that's how that works. And uh, it worked out great for them because, you know, I, I how many people do I employ? Like 14 or something like that, pay taxes. Mm -hmm. It's good. I mean, but that for every case like that, you know, well, there's I don't, a lot of cases that don't work out right. Yeah, so immigration is tricky. It's the difficult thing, but you know, it can work. But I think blanket measures targeting one specific DNA ethnic type group, yeah. DNA type, is kind of weird. And you know, I mean, what are they? What are they trying to do? Like, so all the job, the the factory floor workers just look the same? Is that what they're going for? I think it's like there's some innate Japanese ness that's going to be awoken. What is it called? Nihonjin Don or whatever that thing Nihonjin is called. Nihonjin Don. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's go yeah. to the next. Story. All right. Next story. <laughs> That's me. Uh, Japan. Here we go. Japan struggling to hold coming of age day events due to COVID surge. Uh, Alex, you want to talk about what is a coming of age day in Japan? So coming of age day is when um, you know a child becomes an adult, essentially. 
So, you know, traditionally in Japan, there were different ceremonies for different stages of your life. Yeah. So when the samurai were around, they did genpuku. So you'd cut your forelocks off and be given a sword and things like that. Let's show you were an adult. That was the age of 13 back in the day. Wow. Um, but it's crazy. <laughs> now, 20 years old is the, the age that people become an adult. So they tend to get together in local groups and things like that, wear kimono, sometimes suits, yeah. things like that as well. Um, and basically have a little ceremony together and then go out and get drunk. Yeah. Um, but, they get, I think they get called back by their local communities to do their seijin shiki with the community center. So there's a few. There's like some at schools. There's yeah. some at local community centers. There's some at, you know, city level, municipal, big yeah. halls and things like that. But because so many people get together in one place, it's very hard to do it during the pandemic. COVID spike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and then there's more to it. So like the girls wear what's called furisode, which is like a um, an unmarried girl's kimono. So long sleeves at the like end. like wizard style sleeves wizard sleeves and like no and the and the thing is is like after they get married they chop them off and make them small sleeves because yeah. uh with the long sleeves they can't do any work they can't make tea or right? work in the yeah that's true right. they can't serve food because it gets in the way yeah and so that's how you recognize the unmarried ones from the married ones mm -hmm. so the ones that have a sh shorter sleeve are able to do you know the the mother's duties and things like that traditionally anyway so if you're single and on the lookout for somebody look for the <laughs> look for the long sleeves on one day a year <laughs> yeah one day a year pinpoint and you also know the age then as yeah well. they're legal uh. right <laughs> but uh as, as alex was saying so the girls will they'll start getting dressed sometimes as early as two or three o'clock in the morning that day they'll go to the the, the saloon and, and the salon and get everything saloon <laughs> i'm thinking Cow i want to get drunk cowboy and wizard I got, sleeves i got a, I got a nobi kai i got a drinks party after this podcast so i'm just thinking there anyway Jeez. they go to the salon and yeah. uh you know they wait in these long long lines and then they get the because uh uh what is salon? Beauticians in Japan yeah. learn how to put on kimono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people. And so they'll, they'll have a professional put on their kimono for them, do their hair and everything. And then they'll sit, in, like, seriously, all made up like this and just go to sleep until it's time for them to then wake up and take a grand tour of all their relatives and take pictures with them. Yeah. And then. And then they hang out with their friends in some, like, community center for a little bit. And then they go downtown and get drunk. And because they're all 20 and they have no idea how to drink, they throw up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah coming of age there. It's bizarre, isn't it? Someone once told me Japanese people don't know how to have fun and that kind of sums it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so next story we've got is Japan's age of majority is to drop to 18 years old. So we just talked about Seijin Shiki being 20. So, um, it's going to go down, right? So, okay, right now, so to vote, they just recently, two years ago or a year ago, changed to 18. Yeah. But everything else is 20, right? Everything else is 20, yeah. Tobacco, tobacco cigarettes, dr driving is 18. Yeah, marriage is 18. Yeah, marriage Marriage is weird. Marriage is 16 if, if you're, you're a girl, girl. <laughs> and you get permission from your parents. Why do we both know that? Who Cause knows? Because it's, it's weird. No, no, no. You don't need permission from your parents at 16. You could do it legally at 16. If it's before 16, you need permission from your parents. Is that right? I think that's the law right now. Fucking. <laughs> anyway, so they're going to reduce it to 18 years old um, from next year, is it? Uh, no, April 1st. So, you know, next. Um, so meaning like, like drinking and cigarettes and all that stuff becomes 18? No, no, that's staying at 20. Okay. But being able to vote, get a credit card or a loan is uh, without 18. parental consent is going to be 18. Uh, and also, for me, um, Japanese citizens who have dual nationality um, now have to choose their nationality by the age of 20 instead of 22. So my kids are going to have to choose whether they want to be British or Japanese. So what you do in that situation is you tell Japan that they're totally Japanese. They yeah. don't have dual citizenship. I will say nothing about this on a recorded meeting. <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's a it's a silly process. They, Japan, yeah. you know, European countries, dual citizenship, triple citizenship is a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People collect them. <laughs> Some rich people collect them. Um, but yeah, in in Japan, it's choose one or the other. So it's essentially throw away yeah. half your heritage, which is a shame, you know. Yeah, um, I think they should update that. It would it would make more sense in the global future if you held several citizenships. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Next story, we've got the world's oldest person now. So we're going from the young kids uh, up to the oldest who's celebrating their 119th birthday. Yeah. So so uh, is, is the oldest person in the world not Japanese now? No, it's Japanese, I think. No, because I think that it's, it's the oldest person in Japan. So does it mean I th- it's either a French woman or a Japanese woman? It's always like that. Usually. And it's like they say, oh, I have like a glass of red wine and some chocolate. And like half a pack of cigarettes a day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like 125 years old. Genetics, man. Oh, she is the world's, world's oldest, oldest person. person okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice job. Good on you. What's her name? So her name is uh, Kanae Tanaka, yep. uh, and she was born a year before the Russo-Japanese War. Jesus Christ. In 1903. Wow. So some people are born at the same time are George Orwell um, and a bunch of Japanese poets I've never heard of. So now that you think about that, there's no longer anybody born from the 1800s alive. That's true. Yeah. 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 But oh. she must have seen both world. How old was she in World War One then? Like, she, was, she was like eighteen. Uh, yeah, she was almost. an adult. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So her grandson, <laughs> grandson is like in his sixties, uh, and he's saying he's very happy. Sixty-two-year-old grandson, age. He says, "I hope she remains healthy and has fun every day." You know that is such a Japanese answer. That, I love that. Oh, I love it. Stay healthy and have fun. Yeah, I actually was at a funeral about three years ago, um, and it was for the family's hibachi great grandmother's son. Okay, was like he died when he was like eighty-seven or something. Right, and the the his mother was still alive. No way. Yeah, in like near nearly over a hundred or something like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah, I was just like, wow. Like I don't plan on living past my forties. Well, we'll see. I'm sure you'll make it. We'll, we'll try. Medical technology being what it is. <laughs> we can save your liver. <laughs> the rest of you, we don't know. Yeah. Now, let's go to our next story. TEPCO slow to respond to a growing crisis at Fukushima plant. If you guys don't know this, a couple of years back, we had a little bit of a kerfuffle at the Fukushima nuclear facility over here in the Japan land. Yeah. It blew up. Kind mm-hmm. of. Well, it kind of did blow up, actually. It did blow up, yeah. A bunch of hydrogen collected in it and it kind of went, you know, kablooey. Anyway. So it's basically like the same thing that's going on over there at Chernobyl where they're like, we don't know what to do, so we're just going to bury it somehow and just hope it doesn't get worse. But while they're doing that, it's a 30-year plan to resolve the Fukushima problem. And they're like, when, I loved it. When, I think Abe was talking about this. He was like, we'll solve it with tech, today's technology and tomorrow's technology. Right, okay. So it's like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait a little while. No solution. So while they're doing this, the reactors are still hot mm-hmm. because they melted down and it basically probably resembles the elephant foot, which if you've never seen that scary photo from Chernobyl, just go ahead and Google that, guys. Um, and uh, they have to keep cooling it. Um, and so they have these, this water that they pump in and pump out and then they have to clean it. And then anyway, so they have all this radioactive crap that's like kind of accumulating. Mm-hmm. And let me quote this. It was envisioned that equipment to dehydrate hazardous materials to prevent radiation leaking could be built. Could be. But as yet, there is no finished design for the device. Right. So someone's basically got a piece of paper and drawn, like, <laughs> uh, 
my nuclear reactor solving device or something with, like the, with the big word the future on the, it the future yeah like I'm, I'm trying to be like positive on the show but like the the, the fukushima thing it's just foobar there's nothing you can do oh, really yeah. about it well we would have hoped that some futuristic technology would have been invented well, you know, it's like it is a big gamble. You know, nuclear technology is very, very clean when it when you do it right. It's you know, it's green. It's part of the roadmap to the green future to reduce CO two emissions mm-hmm. and things like that. But when it goes wrong, yeah, it kind of really goes wrong. Well, in the country with earthquakes, tsunamis, typhoons, yeah, you know, it's not not the safest place. But yeah. you know, it's necessary. Yep. Okay, so Japan uh, PM calls for aggressive wage hikes and push for redistribution of wealth is the next story. So uh, Fumio Kishida, the PM, has asked business leaders on Wednesday to raise wages more aggressively um, as a pursuit of uh, wealth redistribution. Um, And they're talking about a pay hike of about 3% in companies that have seen their earnings recover to pre-pandemic levels. Um, How are you going to force that? Well, you know, people... Just say it? Are they going to be reporting their um, income properly? No. And also the hours work, that's also not... You yeah. know, the, I, I, if this happens, what will probably happen is like the any company that raises wages will just expect more work from those people. Yeah, it'll be like you know, um, reduced time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, you get your hourly wage has gone up, and we're reducing your time by ten hours a week. By the way, you better work those yeah. unpaid ten hours. So you're paid the same, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> You earn more per hour because you work less. But how would they, like, Kushida doesn't have the power to do that. Like, what? No, it's a suggestion, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's just basically trying to change the Japanese economy a little bit by accelerating wage growth because they've been stuck in a system of deflation for years and years. So it's never. If you guys don't know anything about de- deflation, you're with the rest of the world. No one understands deflation. Like, I think the Wikipedia article is like, deflation is a very curious economic model that no one really understands or something like that. Mm. It's really weird. Um, but there hasn't been a real, there, there's hope that because of the pandemic, they had this huge, crazy infusion of cash that suddenly happened in two big waves mm. into the economy. They're thinking that that might spark growth. But we'll see. I mean, like the Japanese trade unions asking for a 4% pay hike, um, you know, 2% scale, 2% annual. But then uh, KDONEN, which is like the organization of businesses or whatever, is basically saying it's not going to ask anybody to uh, increase wa- wages across the board. So. Well, because if, even if sales go back to pre-pandemic uh, before the, uh, they were pre-pandemic, like that doesn't mean that the sales were good pre-pandemic. That's true. But wages in Japan are comparatively low compared to other developed countries. It's true. Like really low. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get talent from abroad. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, and also, you know, the, the quality of life for Japanese people will slowly decrease, you know, if, if we're not matching um, the increase in products we're, and things like that. We were talking well. about this on our radio show with Natsuki, actually. Um, so there, it's like the slow boil of the frog. You know, you put the 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 frog in a in a, a cauldron of water, and you slowly raise the temperature of the of the water, and then slowly the the frog doesn't notice it and boils and dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what's been happening in the economy here is that the, since the wages are kind of flat, but inflation and then the world's cost keeps going up, mm. it's the same thing as wages going down. Well, what they do is a lot of the time they'll get, for example, a chocolate bar, and it'll just get smaller. And I was just going to talk about you that. Know, there, there's a word for that. I forgot what it's called, but like it's the uh, instead of inflating prices, they're keeping the prices the same, but in making it smaller. Yeah, yeah. And so you're, the, what you're getting at is the quality of life is going down. So the yeah. buying power of the yen yeah. is not cha- is is kind of going down. But you know, so it's 
wages aren't keeping up. Uh, I don't know. But the thing is, is there's a reason for that. Like the sales of a lot of companies in Japan are, are flat or minus. What's it called? Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. That sounds like something you'd get in a pool. Cold pool. <laughs> you don't want shrinkflation, do you? You want whatever the opposite of that. Inflation. <laughs> growthflation. That's a growth mindset right there. Yep. Okay. You got seven, right? Go for it. All right. I'm done. That's seven. Oh, so eight. Okay. Here we go. Eight. Toyota outsells GM in the US in 2021 to clench top slot for the first time. Now, we all know that Toyota has basically outperformed um, uh, US car companies individually, but GM is like a cluster of companies, right? What does GM make? Everything, as basically. A Brit, I don't really. I think GM is everything that Ford is. Ford. I think GM is everything not Ford. So Acura. No. no, I don't know. I don't know American <laughs> so cars. Like Dodge, Dodge, Chevy. We don't have those. No. Josh, this is this is why we have Josh on on fact checking over there. I've heard of GM. I just don't know what they make. They make everything but Ford, I think. They used to make my car Pontiac, but that went away after Pontiac, the the, the global recession in two thousand eight. It's very American. I mean, we don't have these kind of cars in Europe or Britain. What do you guys have? The Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper, yeah. The Mini um, Cooper. They're all Japanese, aren't they? The, you guys have Jaguar. Jaguar, yes. Jaguar. No, it's not Jaguar. It's Jaguar. Well, while Josh looks that up, there's a story. Oh, you got it? It says that the four core automobile brands are Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. I forgot about GMC. That is a brand. Hmm. I haven't been in America forever, and I haven't ever owned... I've only owned one American car, and I don't recommend it. Very US-centric, isn't it? <laughs> But anyway, Toyota makes a great car. Um, there's actually, there was this uh, news article a couple years back. Why do all terrorists have white Toyota trucks? <laughs> was the news article. Because you see all these like risk, like insurgents people in the Middle East and everything. And they're always driving yeah. white Toyota trucks. And the answer to this really long uh, uh, article was basically because they're invincible and they basically last forever. Reliable. They're, yeah, they're mm. reliable. Mm. Right. The last thing that I want to I wanna talk about today. This is not a news article. Wait, wait, sorry. I supposed to say something about this. Uh, the Japanese automaker, getting back to Toyota, said Tuesday that its new vehicle sales in the United States in, two 20, in 2021 increased 10.4% from the last year to 2,332,262 units. A lot of cars, guys. GM sold 2,218,228 vehicles last year, down 12.9% uh, from the previous year. Um, anyway, this actually has to do with good sales and also chip, chip again it. Chipmageddon. Chipmageddon. Chipmageddon, whatever it's called. TC, Taiwan, was it TMC? What's it called? Taiwan Microchip. They're building a factory near here. Yeah, in Kumamoto. But they're they're doing the larger nanometers, not their secret sauce. Right. Older shit. TSMC. TSMC. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Yeah, that's the only company that makes chips anymore. All right, before we end the show today, I want to talk about one thing. Um, so I read it a lot. Well, I read it all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll like ping your IP, notice that you're in Japan, and recommend sub subreddits to you that are like based upon your, your IP. Okay. So sometimes it gives me like Japanese subreddits, which I don't participate in because it's just Reddit people are either the scum of the earth or the best people in the world. Right. Okay. They really are. Yeah. It really is. But it depends on the yeah the subreddit, right? Yeah, it really is. Like, um, I think slash R Japan is like a cesspool of like hate, hate. <laughs> hate and jaded comments. Yeah, but anyway, so I was like scrolling one day, like it hung over in my bed, and then 
I, I see this R Japan Life, which I didn't know that this was a subreddit. I've seen that one. There's an R coming to Japan, moving to Japan subreddit, which is really, really, really dark right oh, now. Oh, really? Because not, no one's coming here. Right, right, right. But anyway, I'm not going to name the, the Redditor or like read every quote, the whole quote from this. But basically, um, it's this foreigner who runs a cafe in Japan and he's been living here for seven years. He's married to a Japanese woman and he said he's never been able to make a single Japanese friend ever. And he blames the culture and the country. Really? Does he speak Japanese? Uh, he says he can do conversational Japanese. Then no, then, basically. But <laughs> I want to I wanna address this. Like, okay, I've been living in Japan for 15 years. I have over 200 Japanese friends easy. Wow. Easy. <laughs> easy. Like, how do you live here for seven years and never make a single Japanese friend? Well, it depends what you mean by a friend. Well, what do you what do you mean when you say friend? I'm pr pretty sure this guy sounds American because I think he's he's American or North American. I have a lot of acquaintances, and I have a lot of people I practice things with or do activities with or whatever. But you know, there, are you being British about the word friend? Yes. What's a friend in Britain? What is a friend? <laughs> Let's get all philosophical. What, what is what is a friend? What is a friend? A friend is somebody I suppose that you would call up if you're in the shit, and they would help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you would help them without yeah. any recompense or thought towards it. Um, I think a friend would be somebody, like, if you're moving, they would help you carry a couch. That's it. That's quite a low bar, isn't it? No, like, I think Americans basically consider anybody that helps you move a friend. So if you basically have a couch that you can move in and out of your apartment and test. You can get friends. Test people with it. Test people. And if they're a, an attractive friend, then you can Use the couch them. afterwards. Cast, cast them, them on the couch. Cast them uh, on the moving couch. I, I told I told Alex we got this is a this we're streaming this one live on. See, Twitch, I'm not so. really I'm not familiar with Twitch, so I don't know how far I can push it. But. It's pretty pretty far, but we'll see. Yeah. Find out. But anyway, uh, so what your your definition of friend is somebody that like would bail you out of jail, a pretty high um, bar. What literally jail? Yeah, maybe I don't know. literally jail. Yeah, I literally would come to jail and um, you know be incarcerated instead of me. No, that's not a that's a that's, that's <laughs> an a, idiot. That's a, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's a high bar anyway. But I think making friends in Japan is not that hard, is it? Right, it's not that hard. Just have a common interest. Have a common interest. Like go to a, go to places where people make friends. I go to Tachi Nomia uh, standing bars. Right. It's a very equalized situation. Like if you go to most izakaya in Japan, like it's very it's in a grouped group, up. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you don't ever have a lot of mingling of groups. But I like to go to Tachinomiya, so it's like it's like a bar in America. You just like meet people, mingle. Yeah, yeah. I have so many. I don't know how. But you... It's harder to make friends in Japan with men, maybe, because it's like, you know, especially Kagoshima is quite standoffish, right? So you've got to know how to talk to them and what kind of topics work. I and guess I don't know. I just never really found that a problem. Like I get nampod by men. They're like, hey, let's go drink together. You know. Right. I don't know. Like, how do you? Okay, seriously. So. Look, I know as you get older, it's harder to make friends, right? Yeah. And I'm, I think this guy is about our age, maybe. Yeah. But I've know. got a family, so I don't need to make friends. That's cause... actually some of the, a lot of the comments in this thread were like, A, Japanese people are impossible to make friends with. They'll never accept you as a foreigner, which yeah. is bullshit. Absolute true. bullshit. Yeah. And then two, like a lot of people are like, I have a family, so I don't need friends. Yeah. Is that something that happens? Well, I don't need friends anyway, because I'm just like, I am quite a loner. Mm. Not a loner, but I, I don't require social interaction to be satisfied so you prefer me, to be by yourself this whole pandemic's just been my regular life <laughs> it's just been the same you know what i mean um but then again i do go out and meet a lot of people as well yeah. and you know socialize an awful lot too but i don't need that it's 
option. I, I just don't know how you live here for seven years. Anyway, so look, I'm, I'll be honest. If Hey, guy, if you happen to be watching the show and you're the person that posted that thread, I didn't want to post anything in that thread because it was, I felt like I'd get downvoted and just like attacked. Um, but if you're... Are you offering to be his friend? No, no, not <laughs> at all. But I know people in Japan who are from, like say, let's call them from America. And let's just not name his name. But and he has no friends in Japan, and he's always blaming the country for it. But the reality is that dude's just an asshole, and no one likes him. I don't like him. <laughs> so if you've been here for seven years and you don't have a friend, you either suck at finding friends, and so you need to improve on that. Go to places where you can meet friends, or like you say, have a common interest, like a hobby or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe look inside of yourself and really have yourself a think: Am I? A, good genuine person that people want to be around or am i an asshole what do you want to do with your friend that's what counts really well if you're doing the sofa casting part of it yeah there you go there's a word for that in japan as well you have to tell me after the show i don't know what you're saying yeah anyway i'll tell you later anyway my advice to anybody out there i'm just this this is kind of just joking around but if you really want to make a japanese friend try to have some common interests because japanese people tend to have circles of friends like their you know their golf circle or like the we were just seeing like the the craft beer boys that were at a craft beer place before coming yeah, here yeah yeah mm-hmm. so they generally like go around one interest i have a friend he's super otaku he's like one of my best friends in japan uh and he's foreign and he has tons of japanese friends and that's because he's into idols right yeah so he yeah. got into the idol community and made all those friends yeah. So he's got all these places to go, please, p- people to talk to, friends to, to count on. Well, the good thing about Japan is that you can be a fucking massive nerd and still make loads of friends. Yeah. Because there's a load of other nerds in the yeah. same kind of circle, right? And they're you and know. they're crazy into their shit. Like yeah. like train otaku are the craziest. Like I want to just do a study on them. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll you guys just Google it, watch YouTube videos on it. Train otaku are like their own world. Yeah. Well, everybody's a geek in their own way anyway. No. So, you know, the problem is in the West, I think we've not really accepted that. Because so it like, wasn't cool. It's like, I'm into sports. Yeah. But I think I'm it's changing. Whatever. But, you know, yeah, it's changing. It's true. But, you know, you can be a sports nerd as well. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's the same thing. Last week yeah. on the show, uh, uh, Josh brought up the, uh, the, the high school that for, for eSports in Japan that's there, opening there next year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, not only do they they don't train them how to be good gamers, but they tr- they train them how to do their life around e gaming, like, like health, the health, toilet. And, well, <laughs> going to the- toilet breaks. Look back on previous shows, guys. We have toilet a onesie uh, with a hole in the yeah. yeah. What did they say? Like cleaning, re- quick release, quick release, and <laughs> wipe or something like that. I I didn't believe that it wipes for you. See, that's what. But they had a cute girl wear it, so I might buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Twitch. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah. It starts serious and then it just breaks down by the end. We're actually very serious people, but it's it's hard to be serious about this the entire time. Yeah. <gasps> we forgot a story. Forgot two stories. Where are they? Oh, wait. That one. Well, I've got the one here. Shall I do this one? Oh, yeah. Let's do, no, let me do this one and we'll end on that one because it's a really positive one. Okay, good. Sorry, sorry, Reddit guy. Called you out too early. But just look internally. See if you like you. And if you don't like you, then you need a hug. Transgender woman referred to prosecutors for using Osaka's lady room. Now, this is all over the place in all the countries. You know, trans stuff is like, we're figuring it out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, if you dead name somebody on Twitter, you get banned. You what? So if somebody changes genders mm-hmm. or, sorry, that's not what they say. If somebody affirms their correct gender. Right. So if they transition. 
and then you call them by their former gendered name or pronouns on Twitter. Right. Purposefully, mm-hmm. they'll ban you from Twitter. Twitter will ban you. Yes. Mm. It's a thing. Wow. But I mean, it's 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 to prevent harassment and things like that. I get it. I get it. But um, but anyway, so this is this is a tricky subject because, like you know, the the I think the basic idea behind gendered toilets is to make everyone feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so what? This is kind of an inflammatory language. I'm, I apologize for the for this because I this is not my language, but I'll I'll read it to you. <clears throat> it says. According to the Osaka Prefectural Police, uh, the commercial facility in the western Japanese city contacted the police after a customer complained that she could not use the women's restroom because a man wearing women's clothing was using it, causing her fear. So now, like all jokes of like, oh, how convincing was she aside? Um, you know, there's there the idea of the gendered bathrooms is to create a comfortable place that people can feel, you know, not basically it's to get the guys away from the girls basically right yeah um and my thing about all these restroom problems is like why do we have gendered toilets because people piss on the fucking seat that really annoys me it's like if you can't control yourself or at least lift it up you shouldn't be allowed to use the toilet or you should sit down um so boys are taught in japanese schools now to sit down to pee that's ridiculous no you should be able to aim (laughs) It's a skill. Um, that's why there are separate toilets, I think. That's the major reason. And also, maybe if you're really ripping a fart out there or something like that. I would. Feel, I feel comfortable pooping next to guys than girls, just personally. Well, I've talked about this before, but otohime in the toilet, you know, the noise, yeah. the, the music that comes on and the sounds. If that, cause sometimes they have it in men's toilets as well now. It's automatic, right? Yeah, it's automatic. So I feel like, you know, I don't, I'm not ashamed of taking a dump. So I make a louder sound when that comes on. It's a challenge. Yeah, I'm like, ah, you know, like, let it rip. Um, but yeah. my solution to this is, uh, honestly, Ali McBeal figured it out, right? They had the, 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 the gender-free <laughs> toilet, and they would poop next to each other, and they had scenes like that. Yeah. So your solution to the modern uh, you know, problems about gender identity is to watch Ali McBeal. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I, Josh, yeah. you wanted to pine in here for a second? Oh, pine. I was just going to say that I've heard from a lot of my female friends that uh, female public toilets are way dirtier than yeah. women's public toilets. It's not true. Janitors say that, that women are disgusting. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> what? They're often worse than men. Oh, gosh. No, apparently they're, they're, it's really dirty. Really? Either that or it has a sofa in the toilet. Uh, yeah, sofa <laughs> and like a nice place to relax. <laughs> yeah, like... Or just literally feces on the walls. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Or because you... apparently they don't actually sit down. They hover. So it doesn't all make it in. Oh, so it's like a shower effect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's gross. Now I'm picturing that gross. Well, I thought you know, maybe women go into the bathroom area because it's a mysterious place that we don't know about and cast off all social aspersions and just go wild. Just take a dump on the floor and, you there, know, there is a There is an episode of Rick and Morty that I want everybody to appreciate. It has a, It's the toilet episode. Oh, my God. I want Rick's toilet. <laughs> like it's this, he it. interdimensionally like travels to this like planet where nobody exists and it's like this beautiful planet with all this grass and <laughs> rolling hills and there's just a toilet <laughs> and so he can poop in, in peace right 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 and the whole plot of the fucking sh- the, the the episode is like somebody else used his toilet and he's trying to kill that person the entire time right okay. it's the best episode because oh, it's exactly how I feel about pooping yeah I will go home to poop I'm not even kidding 
Like, no, I know I know certain spots that are good to go to. Uh, you, you identify them. So, for example, there's a toilet in there's a cinema in town, and on the second floor, there's like a hundred yen shop that, that yeah, not many people go I to. I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the toilet- second floor one's okay. The first one's dirty because everybody just goes in and uses it. There's the exactly yeah. the same spot in that building on the third floor in the theater. It's also the same toilet. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and it's always clean. I'm gonna make an app for this. There is an app for this. Is there? There's a, oh my God, there's a Japanese app that Otaku made that categorizes the type of toilet that is in every single public restroom as a wash, washlet or not. You know, the bidet ones or oh, not. I wouldn't or use like, those in public. Or like no. heated yeah. seats or non-heated seats. It's a freaking app. No way. Yeah. Ah, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I don't use washlets in public because I just don't trust that. See guys, the things that you, you learn from watching the show. Yeah. All these useful things. Anyway, uh, so either Ali McBeal it or do what I saw in a Don Quixote in Nagoya, which was men's, women's, we don't judge. Right. Yeah. So there's three to us. Yeah. Men's, women's, and we don't judge. Everybody's welcome here. Kind of they thing. should do like a cleanliness survey of all three and find out, you know, which identifying people are the cleanest. Oh, okay. <laughs> that'd be quite an interesting study. The ones in Tokyo are the, the clear toilets. Have you seen those next that, to the park? They go opaque when you shut the door. Yeah, a lot of people forget to close the door <laughs> properly. It's true, this. My friend was walking past one yeah. and there was just a guy sat having a dump like oh, in full God. view of everybody. Oh, like, God. As if nobody could see him. <laughs> toilets are a weird thing. A lot of comments that Japanese people make about a US toilets is why don't the walls go all the way down to the floor? Because they do here. That's weird. And it's really high in the US yeah, as well. Yeah, there's a reason for that. It's for gr- gay cruising. Is it? That's not why they do it, but that's what they do. No, what it's for is it's actually... What I it, believed you then. No, if, actually, if any, don't Google that because it's actually what they're doing. But no, what it's, it's to mop easy. Oh, right, okay. So they can just like like stand in one spot and just mop through it all and stuff like that. That's what right. it's for. Oh, thanks. Labor-saving But it is, it is... I do like I prefer the Japanese toilets that go all the way to the floor and you have absolute privacy. Yeah. I don't like to see your shoes. I want a hermetically sealed bubble. <laughs> hermetically sealed. Otherwise, there's nothing, you know, nothing <laughs> escaping. Anyway, let's go on to our last story. Yeah. So in Kagoshima City, there's a new partnership oath system yeah. that's been uh, introduced. It's quite unusual for Japan, really. So it's unusual for Japan, and where we are is kind of like the backward part of it, and this is quite forward-thinking. Yeah, so it says Kagoshima City began uh, operating a partnership oath system that recognizes same-sex couples as having a relationship equivalent to marriage from this month. Uh, so that's from January. Um, and it's a system where... People of the same sex who cannot be married legally can submit an oath to make each other their life partner, and that will be recognized at the city hall as well. You can do basically what, you know, straight couples do and go to the city hall, fill in a bit of a documentation, have somebody there in front of you, and then get handed a calendar about when you're garbage. Your trash calendar. Yeah. So it's uh, basically the same thing. You can also get discounts on mobile phones for family uh, and things like that, as, you know, married people can do too. So it's, you know, it's a progressive so I think in order to get gay marriage legalized in Japan, it requires federal action. And the the diet here, which is the same, I don't know what the difference between a diet and a parliament is, but basically the parliament here is filled with a bunch of old people that fall asleep on camera when people are talking. Seriously, Google yeah. this. They just yeah, sit yeah. there in their it's weird fun. chairs and fall asleep. We should do an episode just like that. And they're wearing shoes on carpet in that room. It's very strange. Yeah, it's a special privilege. <laughs> you ascend to the highest levels of Japanese society, you don't have to take your shoes off. You just wear your shoes everywhere. You just wear shoes everywhere. <laughs> this is the shittiest superpower. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so all those people are really, really old, and it's really hard for them. I mean, just to give you an example of the, of the thinking there, they approved 
Viagra almost immediately to be covered by the national health insurance here from <laughs> Pfizer back in the day when yeah. it came out. And women's uh, birth control, it took them to like, I don't know, some embarrassing late day in the 90s to approve it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not covered by insurance. Yeah, and it's still incredibly hard to get. Yeah, yeah. and you have to go for a medical examination every every month or some other crap. Whereas in America, you just like get it from anywhere. Yeah, ridiculous. But like, oh, welcome to elementary school. Here's your prophylactics. <laughs> like, yeah. <that's> how <laughs> the United States. Elementary school. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, people can now get married. The first place in Kagoshima to do it was Ibuski, actually, which is quite surprising. Well, because so. they used to have marriages in there. It used to be the Hawaii of, of Japan before they opened up to the... Right. You know, okay. Know. But anyway, yeah, it's a, it's basically a domestic union and uh, or, or a same-sex union and, you know, it gives them all their rights. It's not marriage yet, but hey, you guys, need to get married. Just... Yeah, you can just do the marriage ceremony anyway. It's all yeah. bullshit here anyway. Yeah, it's all bullshit. But I mean, it's good that they get the legal recognition. I mean, I'm waiting for the day that it actually comes where you get, you know, it's just legal. Oh, you should be able to marry anything you want. You should <laughs> you be able to marry a fucking tree or, you know, a piece of paper. It or has something. to consent. Yeah. How do you know that the tree is consenting to your marriage? Uh, it might sway in the breeze. <laughs> something like that. A Morse code. Yeah. But, yep. It's like blinking torture at you. It's yeah. Like <laughs> stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's been our show about Japan. Uh, we do this every week. Come back next week. We'll be doing this again. Twitch, if you think that we've been uh, uh, good to watch. I don't know anything about Twitch, really, but shoot us a comment or something. And, uh, really selling this, aren't we? Yeah, dude, this is a, it's a fun show. I hope you guys hang out with us longer and forever. Love you guys. Bye.